Hey y'all, Samantha, the Urban Homesteader. I hope y'all are having a wonderful day. Um, today's Monday, the 26th of August, and it is three days before my husband and my 11th wedding anniversary. Um, I'm kind of excited about that. Don't think we're going to get much done because, well, this time of year is usually a little harder on the pocketbook than other times of the year simply because, well, it's the wrap up of homestead season, well, garden season and school starting back and hubby's um, busy season starts. So we don't generally get to do a whole lot this time of year anyway. We did get to go on a hike the other day. That was a lot of fun. Um, listen to me. Here I'm using my ums again. I try not to do that, but folding laundry. Feel like I need to multitask while I do this. No reason to just sit still. But uh, we went on a hike the other day. It was a really enjoyable hike. We went to um, a trail called Turkey Creek, and it's right here in Edgefield County, South Carolina. It's not far from the house, about a 20 minute drive. We went on a hunt for the elusive pawpaw. Now, if you've never heard of a pawpaw, pawpaws are a fruit that tastes similar to a cross between bananas, papaya, and pineapple. At least that's what I taste when I bit into one. It will take a little getting used to, to really, really love it like it should be loved. But my seven-year-old adored it and as soon as we got home and she tasted it she decided immediately she needed a smoothie with it and blueberries and chocolate chips she's seven i mean crazy combinations is just part of the deal but um i plan on turning it into preserves my grandfather in nevada and i had a lengthy conversation on pawpaws a couple years ago and he attempted to grow them himself but they don't seem to like the desert um, environment very well. So instead, I will be picking them and preserving them and sending them, sending them to him so he can enjoy them as well. Um, the pawpaw was quite fun to find. It was out in the middle of the woods, which was a great hike. We enjoyed being out there. Um, we probably brought home about 10 pounds of pawpaws just from one grove. We didn't take them all. We did leave some for the birds and the raccoons. And you could see evidence where they had been thoroughly enjoyed by those creatures. But we got a good, a good many. I got, like I said, about 10 pounds to turn into preserves. And I'm really excited. I found some recipes that I'm going to try. And hopefully... It'll be something that we keep as a staple in our home. I'd like to go again to another area that my husband said he's seen them and maybe uh, collect some more. I found some recipe for some like pawpaw muffins and pawpaw bread. And I think it would be fun to just explore everything that the pawpaw has to offer. Now you won't find the pawpaw in the store very often simply because they don't have a very long shelf life. 
they tend to ripen and go bad rather quickly. In fact, the pawpaws that I picked up Saturday were hard at that time, so I knew they were just slightly underripe. And today, they're probably about right for processing. They're nice and soft, kind of like an avocado. And I'm really excited. I'll be doing that this afternoon. Some other great things that happened on the hike is I got to forage mushrooms. I found chanterelles, the, the, the yellow-orange mushrooms. I found several of those. I feel bad because I tossed them. I thought maybe perhaps I'd gotten the wrong ones. Maybe I thought my cell phone service out there wasn't very good and I couldn't find my mushroom book. So I was trying to Google them to make sure I had a positive identification. And I second-guessed myself thinking I had the false chanterelle. Turns out after submitting my photos of every angle to some mushroom identification groups that I learned that I did have a positive ID and they were the delicious, highly sought after chanterelle mushroom. Oh well, I know where they are. I can go back another time and make a harvest sometime then. I also found oyster mushrooms. I just got my first harvest of the pink oyster that I you know, tried growing myself. It's flushed about three times and I failed to get them previously fast enough. So I finally got my first flush of those. They were beautiful. I had them in an omelet. They were delicious and uh, went too quickly. So when I found these oysters on the tree, I found an entire tree. First I found a tree branch on the ground that had a couple of them and I brought that home because I, I intend to toss it out in the clear, the little wooded area near our house with hopes that it'll inoculate some of the dead stuff that's over there. I would love to have oysters at home. But anyway, as we were pulling out of the trail to head home, I happened to notice on the right there was like this 30, 30 foot tall dying dead tree on my, on my side of the car. And it was just top to bottom covered in this beautiful white mushrooms. So I made my husband pull over give me his knife, and I went and cut some. And good Lord Almighty, y'all, they smelt like fish. I couldn't find anything online about oyster mushrooms smelling like fish. But boy, did they stink. Like, drive down the road with your head hanging out the window because the mushrooms in the car make your car smell like a fish market. Upon further investigation, some, some oyster mushrooms do smell like fish. Others smell like um, anise, which is kind of a licorice smell. And that's what the, the pink oysters were smelt like that I grew here at the house. So I did get a positive identification on the oysters. I'm not entirely sure I'm going to be able to, uh, bring myself to eat a, a, a fishy smelling mushroom. So I may take those and toss those out there in the wooded area too, with hopes they'll release their spores into the surrounding area, which would be fine with me. But I was really, really excited that I found the oysters and the chanterelles on my pawpaw hunt. Also, if you're going to walk through the woods, especially around Turkey Creek, wear pants. I had my mud boots on, which come about mid-calf, and I had my socks that came up a little bit higher. But there was stinging nettle out there taller than that, and my poor legs. Oh, I felt like I'd gotten into ants. My husband, first time I got, I got brushed by a stinging nettle out there, 
was like, holy cow, that hurts. My husband goes, what, what's going on? I said, well, I just walked into the stinging nettle. I wasn't paying attention. He goes, that's what that is. I said, yep. He goes, I wondered about that because there's times I'm out riding and I feel like I'm getting into ants and I know I don't have ants on me. I said, nope, that's the stinging nettle. You're, <laughs> you're brushing it at, or something when you're riding. So he got a quick lesson on nettle and I was reminded that next time I go hiking, no matter how hot it is, I need to wear pants. So future reference, if you go hiking in the woods, wear pants. Oh, fun stuff. Kids had a ball. They got to shake some trees and we got up close and personal with some bugs and we ran across a box turtle and I can't remember what they named it. Oh, they named the box turtle Colonel. My, my, my son is very into all things military right now and he wanted to name the turtle army guy, but his daddy let him know that that was a very old box tortoise. I mean, he was missing plates of his shell. I mean, he was old. He, he's, he's old. So between the two of them, they devised the name Colonel and well, Colonel the turtle or tortoise remained when we left. My seven year old took her new bike and rode the trail. It was her first time on her bike on the trail. She's ridden her old little city bike on the trail a couple times, and she did okay, but she was very excited to get her new mountain bike out there. She did really, really well. She was very excited. But um, if you haven't had a chance to go out in the woods, with the beautiful weather that we have right now, it's like in the 80s, 70s and 80s, now is the time to go hiking, especially after a rain. If you're into mushrooms, definitely go see what's out there, but do not eat anything unless you are 100% positively identified because there are some mushrooms right now that well just whenever there's always a mushroom out there that'll kill you it may take a couple hours for you to feel the effects but don't eat a mushroom unless you are 100% identified as well as a lot of other um plants oh there's my cat thinking he has to be right in the middle of everything no no sorry y'all he's going after my earbuds he thinks he needs them. Um, some other great things going on. We had some unexpected visitors from Arkansas come in. We were told about 20 minutes before they left their home to come up here that they were coming to visit. So that gave us approximately zero hours to prepare because it was bedtime when they told us and they got here about the time we woke up. So unexpected visitors. Yay. No time to plan. Boo. Uh, we did enjoy having them. It was great to see them. I hadn't seen them in a while. They just got married. It was my nephew and his wife. Um, they had a great trip. They got their peaches from South Carolina, which are great. If you haven't had a South Carolina peach, South Carolina peaches are the best. And my little area in South Carolina produces more peaches than the state of Georgia. At least that's what one of the farms said, I'm, I, I love peaches. We eat so many of them every year. I need to go get some more before the season ends and it is about to end now that fall is coming. But that also leaves other great things in season. Apples are coming into season. So soon there'll be apple everything. Cider is one of my favorites. Everybody else is talking about pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice. I'd rather have apple cider. It's delicious. And I, I feel it's a more perfect fall drink than drinking a liquid apple pie. Ow. Demon cat. Future reference. If you're going to give a cat catnip, 
especially fresh catnip, leave it to a single leaf. Don't do like I do and give him an entire branch. Because then he gets mean and he gets wild and he bounces off the walls like a spring-loaded bouncy ball. He is a mess. So recently I got my community involved in a veggie co-op. I'd been driving to Columbia for a friend who ran one and quickly discovered that driving up there for $15, $20 worth of produce wasn't really worth an hour and a half drive. So I organized a co-op here in my little town and it started a lot better than I had anticipated. We had um, about 14 people 14 families the first time and the second time it had doubled to 30 and I have a feeling that this next one it'll be even bigger so I'm trying to figure out the best place to have this co-op for sorting purposes and and pick up because my poor little house is not gonna hold that many more baskets it's, it's crazy okay cat I'm gonna throw you outside in just a minute stop but on the plus side, we have saved a fortune on groceries. I'm only having to buy, you know, basics like milk. I can make the bread. It's easy. Um, do you have to go periodically to the butcher shop and pick up things that I don't have, like, you know, bacon, which I did pull out some pork belly. I'm going to try my hand at bacon this week. Um, I, I found the curing salts and looking for the perfect recipe. I kind of want to make a uh, kind of a jalapeno style bacon. So I'm, I'm gonna do that. I think it'll be fun and it'll be an interesting experiment. And if I ruin it, well, at least I learned something. Yesterday, um, we didn't do a whole lot after church. My, uh, my youngest has developed a cold after his first week in preschool. I wondered how long it would take for him to get sick, and it didn't take long at all. He has a cold. And now my seven-year-old this morning woke up with a sore throat, so yay for public school. Um, ow, stop it, Rhett, I'll toss you out. Sorry, y'all. Anyway, so today I'll be making elderberry syrup and dosing everybody up with it to try to avoid anybody else getting sick. Fortunately, it's something my kids love, and we have the best local honey available to treat those sore throats with. If you didn't know, local uh, local honey, well, everybody knows that local honey is great for allergies, but it's also great at soothing sore throats because it um, lines the throat and kind of helps ease that discomfort. Marshmallows, like the big white fluffy ones, are also great for sore throats, but I don't have any of those my kids have decided that they make a great treat for the chickens. I don't generally suggest tossing chickens to mar chickens to marshmallows. Tossing marshmallows to chickens, but the chickens do like them if you do decide you want to share them. Just do it in limited amounts because they can get stuck in their uh ow. What's y'all my brain has just disappeared, so I can't think of the word, but it's that it's not on their neck where they store their feed before they uh, digest it. Yeah, that thing. It can get stuck in there and cause all kinds of trouble. So limited number of marshmallows occasionally. Um, last night I made a veal parmesan 
one of our local grocery stores had veal on sale a couple months ago, so I bought it and put it in the freezer. Well, last night, I decided I wanted to make veal parmesan. Didn't have any noodles, so I made some. I don't have a noodle maker. You know, some people have those fancy little KitchenAid things or a countertop thing that you can use to roll your noodles out really, really thin. Yeah, I don't have that. I have a good old-fashioned rolling pin and elbow grease. And my noodles were not super thin. They were more of an udon udon noodle consistency. But gum, those things were delicious. Y'all, I'm about to throw a cat outside. I know I keep saying this, but I can't even sit on my bed without him antagonizing me. He's awful. Catnip. Don't do the catnip thing. Anyway, the noodles were great. I used probably a dozen eggs to two and a half cups of flour. I used, of that dozen eggs, ten of them, no, eight of them were just the egg yolk. And four of them were full eggs. Just And then I tossed in a little bit of a garlic olive oil and some black pepper. Just a tiny bit of salt, just because I like more flavor than what the uh, water has. And then I, uh, I took some homemade tomato sauce that I canned up a couple of weeks ago. Y'all, this tomato sauce turned out perfect. I don't know if you've ever made it yourself, but a lot of people use like Roma tomatoes and the big tomatoes. I happen to have an overabundance of cherry tomatoes and a couple of the bigger tomatoes out of my garden, some of the last ones. So I tossed those all into my pot and I cooked them down. And then I used my little hand blender thing to kind of, you know, really puree everything. And I cook, let it cook for about an hour and a half till it got to a really nice consistency. And then I canned it up, pressure canned it. Man, that was delicious. I'm going to have to invest in another case or two of the cherry tomatoes just so that I can make tomato sauce again. So I tossed the tomato sauce with um, a giant tablespoon or tablespoon and a half scoop of my Italian herb oil dip stuff. Um, I just make this dry herb dip herb mix that I then add olive oil and balsamic vinegar to. Let it sit for a little bit and then, you know, you dip your bread in it. Kind of like what you find at Carabas. But I make my own. Anyway, I took a big scoop of it and dumped it in my tomato sauce with a can of diced tomatoes. Y'all, that was the most perfect pasta sauce. It was so delicious. So... Then I took the veal cutlets and I, you know, dredged them in some buttermilk because I've used my egg quota for the day. I try not to use more than a dozen eggs at a time just because we really like eggs. <laughs> but there's also that cholesterol level thing. So I, I dredged it in olive oil, or not olive oil, but buttermilk. And then in a panko parmesan cheese and Italian seasoning blend. And I pan fried it. Covered it in mozzarella afterwards and topped it on top of these noodles and, and sauce. My family inhaled it. I think I'm going to have to do that one more often. Um, I don't think they realized that they were eating veal because my husband is kind of weird sometimes about trying different things. 
He grew up in backwoods, Arkansas, where honestly, I'm not a fan of things that his mom cooked a lot. Um, to me, no flavor, kind of boring. And I, you know, I want food to be enjoyable. So I tend to dress it up a lot. But uh, I think my husband thought it was chicken. And he enjoyed it. The kids enjoyed it. And everybody finished dinner with a brownie cupcake thing that I made. They're really good. It's just uh, souped up brownie covered in frosting. You can make them at home. They freeze pretty good if you don't put the frosting on right away. We enjoy them. Um, I was just in a baking mood. The weather... The weather is so nice. I think yesterday it got to like 72, 73 degrees here. And when it cools off, I want to be in the kitchen. I want to create. I want to bake. And so with fall coming, my freezer's going to be full of breakfast stuff. My cabinet's going to be full of canned goods. Um, going to be making um, more cowboy candy. I've got about a half a bushel of jalapenos sitting on the floor in my kitchen right now that I have to use very soon. I love jalapenos. I did make a, I did make some salsa using a bunch of tomatoes that I had left over. I may go ahead and dice a bunch of jalapenos up and put them in the freezer for future use. You can never have too many jalapenos. Um, they were on sale at the farmer's market. I think I got a bushel for 20 bucks and I shared them with a friend who wanted to make um, a year's supply of cowboy candy. If you don't know what cowboy candy is, it is kind of a sweet pickled jalapeno, candied jalapenos, that you could sit down and literally eat with a spoon. They are that good. And the longer you let them sit, the sweeter they get. The uh, cooking process kind of mellows the heat a little bit. And any juice that you have left over after canning makes an amazing Based or marinade for grilled meats. I haven't tried it on beef and, and the darker meats, but it's really good on chicken and it's amazing on pork. And I have a feeling it would be exceptionally delicious on shrimp. So I, I canned those up and I have those in the cabinet for future use. I really want to smoke a, uh, a pork loin, which I do need to go pull out of the freezer. But I want to sm smoke a pork loin and I want to put the jalapeno based all over it and just see how that turns out. I think it would be really, really good. Not a whole lot else going on. We did start school. My daughter is doing the second grade. She's already doing pretty good, breezing through her lessons. I think this will be a short second grade year and then we'll be moving right into third grade once she covers all of the basics for second grade. One of the biggest things we're struggling with is handwriting. Handwriting can be a bit difficult for her, mostly because she struggles sitting still and having to concentrate on what she's doing stresses her out and stresses me out because I want her to do it right and she wants to do it fast, which is kind of how I did things at that age. If you look at my handwriting today, I have two choices. Either I can write really pretty and forget what I'm supposed to be writing about because I lost my train of thought concentrating on the handwriting. Or I can write what I was thinking and it not be very pretty at all. There's really no in-between for me. And she seems to be taking after me. My four-year-old started preschool. He's loving it. He's done his first week. But he brought home a cold. 
and now both kids are sick. Fortunately, when you're sick and you're homeschooled, there's no such thing as a sick day unless you are visibly falling asleep while you're sitting there. So she's still doing schoolwork today. Um, trying to think. We have started some new things here on the homestead. We added a rabbit. I'm sure I mentioned her in the last podcast. Her name is Cookie. She is a pet. We got her with hopes that she would be, you know, a show rabbit, but she does not like to be handled. And the last time I handled her, I ended up getting pretty tore up for it. So I think we're just going to love on her from a little bit of a safer distance. No picking up, but maybe reach in and pet her occasionally. She doesn't like, she doesn't seem to like being handled at all. You go to grab her dish, she jumps and growls. She's, I don't know, she's really pretty. She's so pretty, and she loves green beans. Um, Chickens are doing good. We're going to get ready to butcher some here in a bit. They're finally getting over their round of fowl pox. That was fun because they all looked like, you know, prepubescent. Well, maybe not prepubescent is the word. Adolescents. They look like adolescents with acne, you know, when their hormones change. They're, they're, um, oh, where is my brain today? Anyway, they all look like they were covered in pimples, and they're finally healing. They seem to be in a better mood. They're ferocious eating. We're getting more eggs. The ducks are starting to lay. I had one duck or two ducks that have been laying, but now the third duck is finally starting to lay, and then we've got three drakes. Here, probably in the next two weeks, I'm going to be having a butcher party. I've got five roosters that need to be butchered, and I have two ducks all going into freezer camp. I hate to do it because I, you know, I really love my animals, but I can't afford to feed all these extra mouths and them not be productive to our homesteading adventure. So, fun stuff. They're going to freezer camp and we'll have fresh chicken and fresh duck. I'm pretty sure my mother-in-law has already claimed one of the ducks for either Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm not sure which, but they've been named. I'm... Kind of excited about having duck in the freezer. It's one of my favorites. And since I now have an incubator, once the ducks get to laying really well, I will be hatching another round of ducklings specifically for Camp Freezer. It seems to be the most affordable way to get ducks because if you go to the grocery store, you will find that duck is about $26 a piece, sometimes more, sometimes less, generally not less, but often quite more than $26 a piece. It's crazy. I'd hate to see how much a goose is. I don't think I've ever seen a goose in the store. But uh, duck is duck is stupid. It's a stupid expensive. And they all come with an orange sauce. I don't know if it's marinated in orange sauce or if it's just packaged because I've never had the money to buy a $36 duck. So I'm just speculating. I'm sure they're good, but fresh duck has got to be better. I'm hoping before long to get another pen built. The rabbit needs a new pen. She's about chewed through it. I want to repair it a little bit and make that a a quail hutch. I don't know how many quail it would hold, but I figure it might hold about a dozen. It's a pretty good size cage. However, she needs something that she can't eat through because <laughs> that poor cage. I didn't realize rabbits chew kind of like beavers. So we keep sticks with lots of bark in her pen for her to gnaw on. 
She is sweet. But um she's she's chaotic. But quail would be a lot of fun. Um there's a huge calling in our area for quail eggs and I'd like to be able to fill that. Also, I like quail eggs. I think they're very good. They taste great. My husband had his first quail egg a couple years ago when we went on an anniversary date to that Rio's Brazilian grill. He thought it was quite interesting and he enjoyed it. So I think I may have got him finally on the ball with getting quail. Fingers crossed we'll find out in a couple of months. Maybe spring before we can do it just because I've got to get that other pin built for the rabbit. Other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, just trying to get the pantry organized and refilled. I finally found some gallon or half gallon size mason jars. If I could find some gallons, that would be great. But I don't think they make them that big. So I'm slowly trying to move all of my non-perishables into gallon size jars just because I'm tired of the disorganized look in my pantry. I've got bags and boxes everywhere and it's just, it looks a mess. So I'm going to try to do that and get the, get the house looking good. I've done really well lately with a lot more scratch made cooking. We haven't eaten out nearly as much, which was one of my goals for the year. It was a hard goal because I do enjoy my Mexican food. Just can't beat a good guacamole at the Mexican place or good enchiladas. I can't seem to make enchiladas like they do at the Mexican place and they're so delicious. But I have gotten better about cooking from scratch and feeding my family from home. Lunch is probably the hardest meal for me to figure out. I just never know what to fix for lunch. So I've been doing some Pinteresting and trying to get some ideas for easy, inexpensive ideas that aren't just a sandwich. I'm, I don't like sandwiches, honestly. Sandwiches are gross to me. It might be because of the bread. I like a fancier bread, like a French bread. I do not like sandwich bread. I don't know what it is. It might be a texture thing. So, I'm, you know, lunch is a struggle for me. I could eat a quesadilla every day or a salad or something aside from the usual sandwich. Um, if I come up with anything interesting I'll share with you and if I have any more recipes I'll share with you as well but definitely try those noodles it was really easy it was 10 egg yolks uh, two whole eggs save the egg white because you might need some more and about a quarter cup of olive oil some salt and some pepper I think I may have put a little garlic in it just to help with the olive oil because I used a garlic olive oil and just mix those up, roll it really thin, cut it up, toss it into salted boiling water. It's really good. Um, if you have a noodle maker thingy, use that because the thicker noodles, while they're really good, the texture is kind of harder to um, enjoy if you're not used to homemade noodles. I know a lot of people do use the noodle maker, but try it. It's, it's delicious. And... I will see you guys next time. Well, I'll speak to you guys next time. <laughs> Y'all have a lovely one. Be blessed.